The Dragon Rewrite is brought to you by the Armadillo Podcasting Club. Did you know one in three armadillos is pregnant right now? And we can't wait until we all find out which one it is. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it's not me. <laughs> I don't know. I'm feeling a little, a little queasy today. So maybe, yeah. I thought I saw a little bump there. I didn't want to say anything. <laughs> For more armadillo-related facts, to find out how you can access episodes a day early, and to check out our other podcasts, and find out about our sweet merch, visit us at armadillo.club. The wheel of time turns and ages come and pass, leaving memories that become podcasts. Hello there, welcome to The Dragon Reread. We're rereading Robert Jordan's Wheel of Time series of fantasy novels. I'm Jeff Lake. I'm Alice Sullivan. And I'm Mike Sparkman. And today we're covering chapters 55 through the epilogue of Towers of Midnight, book 13 of The Wheel of Time. Last time. Previously, Elaine claims her throne, but not before Brigida thwarts an assassination attempt, literally before she can sit down in said throne. <laughs> so, <laughs> Sorry, you're right. I know, right? <laughs> like... Between the the portal that's uh, I guess the portal was just outside the palace and the walk to her throne, she mm-hmm. there's an assassination attempt. Yeah. So they're off to a great start, you know. Um, Brigitte is never going to sleep again. I feel. <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh, things in the Black Tower are getting awfully forsakeny as Pavara, Black Aja Hunter, and Best Red Sister. I think we agreed. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I guess she is right. Yeah. Like if you consider options, I mean it's a low bar. Yeah. But Pavar is probably the best red sister. Uh, she finds herself trapped in the Black Tower town thingy. Uh, Perrin takes his army to Marilor to join that uh, that big Tarman Gaiden pre-party, uh, which is going to be lit, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt muses about Boots before embarking on his not-at-all-heroic quest to rescue Moraine from interdimensional fox monsters. Despite being skilled and deadly tricksters, the foxes are no match for the force of nature that is Matt, Prince of Ravens, Cawthon. He blasts and blunders his way to victory, although it does cost him uh, one eye. One can assume that will only add to the mountain of legends that's growing around him, assuming he can escape from the snakes that are now hunting them. Mm. Chapter 55, The One Left Behind. I got into the snakes and foxes. So, I, it turns out that Matt's escape plan seems to involve an awful lot of explosives, which, I mean, that's not yeah. surprising, right? But... In the, at the end of the previous chapter, Matt shouts, run, which I thought was telling his friends to run, but might have been telling the uh, the snakes to run because he's carrying an armload of bombs. Yeah, yeah. He, he massacres them with bombs. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I have to point out here, this is where they live. He came here, yeah, right? <laughs> with a lot of bombs. He brought a whole lot of bombs to their house. And, yeah. You know, they've kept their deal in their way. Yeah. It, it's, it's funny because there's this point where Matt's, where they're running, right? And... Matt remembers how the snakes tossed him out of their realm. And then, you know, he's like doing his thing where he's like spinning and his luck is telling him where to go. And it keeps pointing them back at the snakes, right? And it occurred to me, are they sure these snakes are actually trying to kill them? <laughs> like, is, is it possible that they're just trying to grab him and throw him out of the realm again? And he just keeps killing them? It's true, right? Yeah, that's what he keeps thinking. <laughs> Last time these people grabbed me, they threw me right back out to where I wanted to go. <laughs> 
Like, is there is there an element of like interdimensional racism here where it's like, well, the foxes want to kill us, the snakes must want to kill us too, you know? Like, I just wonder, you know? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they're like, walk this way. Let us carry your belongings. <laughs> but you know, it's 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 hissing snake talks. So they can't understand. Them. Would you like a warm towel? <laughs> <laughs> you look parched. Have some wine. <laughs> but none um, of that matters because uh, yeah, Noel decides to sacrifice himself. Yeah, because they can't follow the random rules. So Noel, yeah, uh, he says, I could stand here right at the doorway and just kill myself and stop them. And then you could go back and forth. And then he says, <laughs> if you ever meet a Malkiri, you tell him Jane Farstrider died clean. Oh, that explains all those uh, things that he said. <laughs> no, I thought it was his cousin. <laughs> I wait, was wait, wait. shocked. Wait, no, he's probably talking about his cousin, right? He's like... In case the Malkia are wondering, my cousin Jane Farstrider died clean. <laughs> I just never managed to tell anybody that yet. Yeah. Man, Jane always told me the coolest stories, which is why I was able to tell you guys. You know, cousins could theoretically have the same name as each other, right? <laughs> Maybe he was like about to say, tell him Jane Farstrider died clean. Not the famous one. <laughs> the other Jane Farstrider. Oh... <laughs> <laughs> uh... So yeah, he, he stays behind and sacrifices himself. So he's yeah. a hero, for sure. He's definitely a bloody hero. Yeah, he's oh yeah, he's super bloody hero. There's books written about him and by him or something. Yeah. I think just by him. Is it is it wait, is it books or is it just the one book? Yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's just the one, Travels of Jane Farstrider. Yeah. I guess I always thought it, he was in the same category as Birgitta and uh, all the other ones. Yeah, me too. Oh. I was I was surprised uh, to learn that he was still alive. Because it was always on the impression he was like hero of legend or something. Yeah. yeah we always got the impression that that book was a classic because it had somehow managed to like make its way all the way to fucking Emmons right. Field you yeah. know but good point. this book is everywhere yeah. so they, they don't have a printing press right uh, they don't yeah so these are all copied hmm. by hand everywhere I mean, he's kind of like the John Grisham of their time, right? <laughs> you find those books everywhere. Every time somebody goes to an airport, there it is. There's a copy. The Travels of Jane Farstrader again. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, you know, it's a little bit lowbrow, but it's fine. It gets you through a flight. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he just had a really good marketing team. <laughs> I mean, clearly, right? Everyone knows Jane Farstrader. Well, it's true. And, they, you know. I guess it's published by Rand Mumhouse. Oh! <laughs> I like it. Uh, yeah, so... They make it to the, the other doorway, but it has been destroyed. Uh, somebody blew it up. Uh, do we know why? Because <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, you know, do, do we know why this is smashed? Oh, right. Matt's been blowing literally everything up. <laughs> You've been throwing bombs down doorways and stuff this whole time. Yeah. So I got to say, this was not a particularly clever plan. Because like a lot of the stuff made sense. Like, oh, you know, don't bring the iron. Don't bring the musical instruments. Like, those are clearly known to be like anti-fey things. But fucking fireworks? Well, they didn't know that. I mean, I, I, am, I assume that up until now, nobody's brought explosives in. You know, they're, you know, it's... It's, I'm things, just saying, right? it's not very clever, you know? <laughs> no, it's not. You know who doesn't like being exploded? Literally anybody <laughs> yeah, listening. Right. <laughs> I found out the weakness of the snakes and foxes. They hate being blown apart. <laughs> That's, I'm going to write a, a poem and pass it down to the agents so people remember how to beat them. <laughs> <laughs> Explosives of various types. Yeah, iron, iron to bind them and music to soothe them. <laughs> Bombs to blow them. <laughs> <laughs> Roman oh. candles <laughs> freaking the fuck out. Oh. oh boy. I mean they are animals and all animals hate fireworks, right? 
Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> They're probably just trying to like run away and hide, <laughs> hide underneath their bathtub, or something, <laughs> yeah. like my dog used to do. They're trying to find a corner to, to hide in, and they're panting heavily. <laughs> they're running towards them for comfort. Children, <laughs> <laughs> do something about the bangs. <laughs> so scary. Oh, that's so sad. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the doorway is blown to smithereens somehow, yeah. somehow. and uh, they prepare to have a last stand as the snakes show up their swords red with blood mm-hmm. uh, from Noel. yeah they assume they you know? assume yeah it could be that they were just cut, they cut him a piece of pie because they were like oh Noel, you look hungry we've got a fresh batch of our homemade strawberry jam <laughs> would you like a taste please have some <laughs> and Noel's like this is pretty good you should ha- go have the others try some <laughs> yes that we love this <laughs> Yes, we'll bring him some. <laughs> uh, yeah, but he, then he has a realization uh, that his the his last gift from the fox people uh, was a way out. Yeah, the and key he, to his escape, literally. He, yeah, and he figures that it wasn't actually them uh, carrying him out unconscious and hanging him from a tree. They actually gave him a thing because all the other two things they actually gave him something. Yeah, gave him his memories yeah. to fill the holes in his in his mind. They gave him the medallion to escape the bloody Aes Sedai, yeah. and then they gave him the spear as the way out. Spear as the way out. So of they it. gave him the spear. So yeah. he realized the spear is the way out. Yeah. So he uses it to make a doorway and they escape to somewhere. Yeah. He kills a few more, hurling insults as the snakes hiss. Hey, we were just trying to help you out, guy. In snake language, I assume. Yeah. Oh, we were, we've been trying to tell you about that spear, but it looks like you figured it out. Good one. <laughs> and Matt's like, you're, you know, anal crust on, on a pig or something like that. Yeah. And it's like, oh, yeah, wow. dude. Fuck you all, Matt out. <laughs> Peace. So chapter 56. Something wrong. Like another dragon's fang. Uh, Egwene is being reported to by Gwyn about the fields of Merilor that Perrin is there and is not on her side. And Galad is there. Yeah. Who's on Perrin's side somehow. Very confusing. Yeah. And they, they're like, that's weird. Yeah. That's, that's weird, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, of course, Egwene's there to undermine uh, Rand's entire plan to save the world. So that's mm-hmm. cool. Uh, I, I want to point out that Gwyn is now wearing the blood knife rings on his necklace, right? Which... Considering what we know about them is probably a really bad idea. Like, wearing them on your finger slowly kills you until you're dead, right? That's what I was thinking, too. Are these radioactive or something? Like, this is a real go-in plan. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like, maybe it's going to slowly leech his life and kill him. I hope. (laughs) (laughs) That would be a shame. Uh, Yeah, it seems like I wouldn't want these against my skin. No, I I certainly would not. Like, he knows what these do. Does he? Uh, yeah, that one person told him, right? Uh, I don't know if she told him specifically about the ring. Mm. I think she just told him that these guys were the baddest asses forever. Okay, I couldn't remember. I thought I thought he knew they were magical, but maybe not. Yeah, but he's got them. He's going to put them all at once. It's oh, going to be yeah. great. Absolutely. No, no, he's going to give them to Egwene. <laughs> he's going to A sign of my her. love. Yeah, without as realizing a, it. As a sign of my love for you, I give you these rings. Yeah. So these you three can, poisonous rings. So you can never forget the time I did something right. <laughs> Uh, and then he realizes Mama's there. Yeah, Lane shows up with more gaze. Oh yeah, I guess no one told Gwyn that his mother's not actually dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whoops. Because like a lot of people knew that, right? Egwene knew this. Well, uh, they told all the important people. Yeah. Well, Egwene said she'd gotten rumors, but she didn't want to go and tell him until she had it verified, which makes sense. Yeah, I yeah, guess that's yeah, fair. That's true. Yeah. 
Uh, Egwene does think to herself that she thinks Rand secretly believes that she's right about the Dark One seals. What? She's just full of herself, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I was like, okay, come on. Come on. I like Egwene, but that was dumb. Yeah. yeah, really, every single time she's like, oh, those stupid men, they're so like stubborn. I'm like, are you projecting a little bit here, Yeah, Egwene? right. But yeah, they go to the, the fields of Marilor. All the armies are there, including uh, Andor and Kyrian and Tyr and Ilian and Perrin, which is, I think that's like three nations too. Yeah, it's Gildan and uh, Maine and uh, the two rivers, which is a kingdom now. <laughs> right, yeah. Manetherin. Yeah. Uh, and they realize that Rand has arrived. And they realize because the weather opens up and the sun shines <laughs> down. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Weather, weather changes <laughs> indicate his presence. Yep. And, you know, speaking as a pale-skinned person like Rand, uh, that sucks, right? You never have any cloud cover. Oh, I know, right? Time. Yeah, I know. I'm always looking for that shade. And right? I, the, the sun follows him everywhere. Fuck the sun. Yep. Then we cut to uh, the pro-Rand crew at the Black Tower can't use gateways either. Uh, yeah, to my disappointment. I was like, I was really banking on this guy... Uh, what's his name? Andral being able to, like, open portals. But he doesn't, yeah. it doesn't work for him either. Yeah. And they're kind of freaking out because they can't leave and things are going bad. The guy they sent out to find Loghain has come back all, like, mind-screwed. Yeah. They're like, it looks like him, and it talks like it has his memories, but it's definitely not him. Yeah, that seems like compulsion, right? Yeah, yeah. That's my best guess. Although, the way they describe it, it sounds like something different. Like, the way... They describe it as if it's some sort of, like, either... You know, body snatcher situation or like a soul sucking situation. I don't know. Could be one of those. But compulsion seems like the most likely thing based on what we know. There's a lot of that going on right now, too. Because there's some of the ice that I have it as well. Yes, the Black Tower is not a good place to be. Mm -mm. No. It's almost like there's a Forsaken there or something. I know, right? Perhaps (laughs) leading the Black Tower. Yeah. Makes sense. No. No, no, I don't think Yeah, who could it be? Yeah. So then we, uh, but so then Andral, who is the gateway guy, decides to team up with Pavara. The best red Aes Sedai. I'm yeah. actually super into this, right? Like, this I like great. Andral. I like Pavara. Like, these are, I would say these are in, in my top five favorite tertiary characters. Yeah, they're, they're solid. I could do with a little less mentioning of how plump Pavara is. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They do, Fair enough. They do uh, <laughs> lay into that a bit. Yeah. But, but I, I see nothing but positives from this team up. Yeah, this is great. Maybe they'll bond each other, right? She came here to bond people. She yeah. bond this guy. He would be a like he's not powerful, but he's got a really useful talent. And with the bond, sh- she can use her power to make his stuff work better. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. They can work together. Yeah. Uh, also, he well, it depends on who he actually is, right? Because he's one of these mysterious past guys. Oh, good point. Maybe he's a forsaken. Shit. Maybe oh, he's right. a forsaken. It could be demanded. <laughs> <laughs> Chapter fifty-seven. A rabbit for supper. I can have the dice. Yeah. So Matt's like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. I know, he like whips his dick out and it's like waving it at the portal. Like, <laughs> like, like dude, just like just take the win, you know? You don't have to be a dick about it, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Uh, they, they did make it out, luckily, right back to where they started at the Tower of Genjay. I, I was kind of hoping they were just in some random spot because he just cut a random hole in the yeah. random place. Mm-hmm. But I guess, you know, I, yeah. you know, good for him that it's in the right spot. And Moiraine is okay. Uh, her channeling ability has been uh, crippled, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It's because they ate it. <laughs> yeah, they were eating her channeling ability, which, I mean, that's yeah. kind of messed up. Yeah, that sucks. But, I, I, you know, I realized, like, in this very short section, I kind of missed Maureen. She's like a, she was like a... I don't remember how I felt about her in the early chapters, but in, in this 13-book uh, 
uh, expanse, I've kind of developed like a, an affection for her, I think. Yeah, you know? I, I always liked her as, well, for a couple of reasons. One is because she made a good kind of non-evil antagonist, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Because she's, you know, was always morally uprighteous. You know, she was on the right side of, you know, the world, but she wasn't always on your side. So it's like she, she had this very interesting character. Yeah. And I always liked her because... Because she was, she was never, she never doubted, right? She was one of the few people that didn't have any gray areas. She knew what to do and when to do it, mm-hmm. and she had the bravery and the courage to do it. She was very capable, also. I remember her like always having an, always having a plan, you know. Like, yeah. So yeah, they do a little, the little catch up chat. There's like, oh yeah, Ren cleansed the taint, and Ren's like, yeah. not that surprised actually. I know. He's like, that's that's great, that's great. Way to go, kids. Yeah. Yeah. And and yeah, Tom mentions that Matt married the Empress the Shan Chan. And she's like, huh? Wait, what? <laughs> it's like, it was, an, it was an accident. Which, you know. I mean. It was. It kind of was, yeah. Top her in. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Moraine's ready for business. They gotta go join that uh, dragon party. But not before getting married. Oh. <laughs> yes, gonna get married with Tom. There's, there's a lot of that going around right now. These, like, shotgun weddings, right? I guess it's the end of the world, so. Yeah, that's you, right. Like, find, find someone, hatch, hitch it up, right? Time to get down to business, so yeah. to speak. And Moraine t- catches them up on what, on what went on with her. A couple interesting things. First of all, she got her three requests. Yeah, one of which was this so- this Angriel that's almost strong enough to be a Sot Angriel, according to the, the boxes. Yeah. So she's got that, and that, that's good. That kept her alive while they were draining her. And uh, she won't say what the other requests were. Hmm. What do you think they are? Uh, I think it's like when Matt comes to save me, you got to take his eye. <laughs> <laughs> that guy was such a douchebag to me. <laughs> she really, she really didn't want to tell him. Like, oh, I'm gonna keep that to myself. Yeah. <laughs> the other one's like a sweet tattoo, maybe. <laughs> yeah, it's really cool. <laughs> Only Tom's gonna get to see that one. Yeah. And she decides to bond Tom, which like I don't know about that. Yeah, I know. I was like, I mean, okay. Tom's cool, right? But like, warder material? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't see him much as a warder. Yeah, not, not really, you know? What, what, he's going to like be your, your sword guy to protect you? He's not really that. I mean, he's a knife guy. He's pretty good with knives. He fought a mere draw and won. Or at least walked I mean, away. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if he... Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's okay. Right. Yeah, he, he, did, he did do that. So he's, he's not nothing. It's just sort of it does make him, choice. It does make him live longer, right? And he's pretty old. So if she wants to be able to like, you know, enjoy that... It's he's, true. In, he's in his twilight years. That's a good point. I mean, it, they are—they do have kind of a like a May-December thing going on because she's like two hundred years old. Right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's what I was thinking. Uh, and she also mentions that they—they they told her that they killed Lanfear, but she also seems to remember like some guy came and got her. Yeah. Yeah. That—that that, I mean, we know we we do we know or do we just suspect that Lanfear is still uh, you know. Rolling around. We only suspect. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure it's that... Uh, Sindane. What's it? Sindane? Yeah. 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 It was pretty obvious. Yeah, who else could it be? Yeah. And uh, there's a lot of love stuff. Uh, Matt has absolutely zero chill about this profession of love. <laughs> yeah, Tom, Tom's like, uh, you know, we Marius? And Matt's like, fuck you. <laughs> I will not. <laughs> okay, fine. I mean, fine. like, Tom and Moraine are having this really touching moment, right? Like, you know... Uh, will you, will you have me? You know, I've I've, I've missed you. I, you know, that we've got so, this super connection, and Matt's like, "What the fuck are you people doing? <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> it's so weird." <laughs> I mean, come on, Matt. You know, yeah, like, give him like space, bro. Yeah, just just let them do their thing. You know, you two have gone bloody insane. I see. Where was she? Just, where 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 were they? Where were they just? Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, I yeah. Know, right? <laughs> this is the weirdest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, Matt. Yeah. And then, uh, then he finally, you know, uh, heads off to be on, on his lonesome to give him some time. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's mostly concerned about his ability to fight one-eyed. That's yeah. like his chief concern. Which is a reasonable thing for a fighter if they don't have uh, supernatural mega luck, right? Yeah, it's true. <laughs> he throws a dagger over his shoulder and hits a rabbit <laughs> and then finds a, <laughs> a cooking pot. pot yeah. <laughs> like, okay. All right, well, I guess Matt, Matt doesn't need that eye that much, right? That's true, yeah. He could have given them both eyes. Yeah. I also think maybe a general shouldn't be, you know, fighting one-on-one that much anyway. You know, that would be really interesting if, if Matt did give up both of his eyes. Because, right, okay, blindfolded general guy just, like, gives orders based on no information. He'd probably do all right, right? Yeah, I think he'd be great at it. Yeah, he just picks a random... He can't pick a direction on anything based on other than randomness because he's he can't see where he's going. So Yep. That would actually be really good for Matt. It would stop him thinking. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and that's where we leave Matt. So, the epilogue. And after... Like on the wheel of time. Uh, Grendel is trying to flee because everything has gone completely wrong. Yeah, doing the scramble pack where it's like, okay, let's see. Angriel, get my uh, my notes, yes. my, my beautiful silks. Yeah, she should have had a go bag. Yep, uh, because parents survived and that means that she is pretty much fucked. Yep. Because this is like her last chance job, right? That's what they told her, yeah, yeah. 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 And uh, then Shaidar Haran shows up to collect her. I do think it's great that she like her. Pl- she has a plan. She's like, I'm going to use one of the portal stones to go live in an alternate dimension. <laughs> Which, yeah. I mean, you know, that, that could work, right? It could. I mean, no. why, why don't do that in the first place? Find a portal stone where you didn't screw up. Yeah. yeah. I mean, too late now, I guess. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, Shaidar Haran is there. And that gets, is this game over for Grendel? I don't know. I mean, we didn't see her die. Yeah. It's a dying off camera situation, which means she's probably going to show up later. Yeah. But, but I doubt she's going to be happy. No, for certainly not. Then Perrin, uh, who is taking Hopper's last advice, is in the dream seeking out Boundless. Yeah, he, he tries to use the dream to bring Hopper back to life. And, you know, that yeah. goes as creepily as you can imagine. Yeah, that's no good. Yep. And it turns out Boundless is Noam. And, and Perrin learns that basically Noam's life sucked. Yeah, he's and like, that, being a human is stinky butts. Yeah. Being a wolf is... Uh, super boner, like mega supreme. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is really awesome. Uh, and yeah, everybody was mean to Noam, and like everybody basically tried to put him in a life cage in addition to a real cage. And so he chose to be a wolf, and that Perrin's been worried about being taken over by the wolf, or the wolf side of him, but actually it's a choice that he was never in danger of that. Mm-hmm. And he just has to find a balance, and his balance is going to be different from Noam's and from Elias's. Yeah. So Perrin's finally at peace. Finally. Mm-hmm. Do you think this is intended to be a trans narrative? No. I don't know. It's interesting. Right? Like, he, I, like Noam found his true self and his, all the people in his life wouldn't let him be his true self. They tried to hold him back. I mean, I, I think that could be, it could be interpreted that way. I, I think it's unlikely that Jordan intended that. But, like, I, I think that's, that's certainly, like, a, an interpretation that, that makes sense here, right? Like, mm-hmm. this, this idea of becoming... Like choose, choosing how you become, or you yeah, know. he's got his whole, he's got a new name, right, for mm-hmm. his new, his new true identity. True. I mean, I think it's a cool idea, but yeah, I don't think that was what a dude born in South Carolina <laughs> in 1848 and who fought in the war meant. Yeah, but I could be, be wrong. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Or, or this, this actually could have been written by Brandon Sanderson, I suppose, too. Right. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. So then, Olver is playing snakes and foxes with Tomines, who sucks at it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Have we ever had an Ulver POV before? I don't remember one. 
the, uh, and I think it would remember because apparently all he thinks about is vengeance. Yeah, this is like <laughs> there was a surprising amount going on uh, behind his hideous face. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> he, at least Oliver did not think about of himself. How ugly he is! Yeah. <laughs> oh, my ugly face! You know? Yeah. No, th- this kid's got some plans: vengeance and adventuring and hunting serving girls. And yeah, that was weird. Yeah. Like, uh, we got to work on that terminology there. Over hunting them, not the, not the best way to put it. He's even thinking he's going to go into the other world and uh, get answers from the snakes. Yeah, yeah. He's. I Bad mean, idea, Oliver. Yeah, hold but, on, man. You know, I mean, the snake, the snake, the snake portal isn't that bad, right? Um, uh, I guess not, right? Yeah, they don't uh, extract the price of, you know. I, I I wonder. I wonder if I think Matt is under the impression that. Going there is what made it so they could watch him or something, right? I thought that was the foxes, right? His, his logic was that the foxes had those memories from after the people had been to their home. I didn't so know. therefore they were they were getting the memories from them after they'd already left. So they oh, were in their heads. Okay, I thought it was the memories were coming from the snakes and going out through the foxes kind of thing, you know? But maybe not. I don't oh, know. Maybe they are. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, Matt doesn't know. Oliver yeah. doesn't know. Yeah. Either way, Oliver's plan is to definitely go uh, find out who killed his parents. Yeah, that, that one Shido. Yeah. That guy's probably dead, Oliver. They're I, mostly dead. They're mostly dead at this point. Yeah. They got ground up. Yeah, these 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 Aiel warriors don't live that long. He gets two more questions, too. He should really be thinking about this. Yeah. That's true. Uh, but then the unthinkable happens. He wins snakes and foxes. Yeah. Which, Which is, is supposed, supposed to, to be, be impossible, right? Yeah, right? That's crazy. Yeah. So has Matt throwing bombs around in the, the <laughs> home of the foxes changed the rules of the cosmos? Either that or it could be like one of those things where the reality is shifting a little bit because of the weakening of the seals or something. Oh, right? yeah. Maybe yeah. that's it. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, either way, high on his victory, he's like, I'm going to do some snooping. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. starts going through Matt's stuff and finds that letter to Matt from Viren and shows it to Talmanis. He opens it, of course, right? Yeah, right. He's like, yeah. you should open letters that, are, <laughs> that people send to you. Yeah, what, what would Matt do? Oh, he would open this right away. Yeah. And, you know, th- thank goodness he did because Viren, counting on Matt, had Matt counted on Matt's curiosity, which I am going to be honest, I would have, like, bet good money that, <laughs> that Matt would have opened it long Absolutely. before this, right? Yeah. So I get Viren's yeah, uh, thing. Very understandable mistake. But uh, apparently that was a bad bet because, yeah, uh, Matt yeah. had not opened it. Right. And what it was in there was a warning that Trollocs are coming through the Waygate in Camelin to burn the place down. Yep. And they go and look to see that Camelin is burning and rush to its rescue. Yeah. Tomanis is gathering the, I guess, the remaining band of the right hand because a bunch of them went with Elaine to. That's true. Yeah. yeah so their their forces are. So we'll limited. see what they can do. Yeah, and but Oliver's getting a knife, which <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that's a good idea or not. Yeah. How so, old is Oliver at this point? Uh, right like eleven. Yeah, maybe? like little. Okay, cool. That's that's what I was wondering. Okay, so that so I guess Vera did this letter thing because she couldn't just tell him because of her black Aja oaths, right? Yeah. Right. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. She should have said she should have made it a smaller amount of time though. Like yeah, thirty days. That was days. an awfully big risk to take, even right. if Matt is impetuous. Well, so that's the thing. the 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 time frame was how long Matt had to stay in Camelin. Mm-hmm. So the idea was, even if he didn't open it, he would be there to defend oh, Camelin. Right, okay, right. that makes more okay. sense now. Okay. Yeah, because she knew that they were going to be there within the month. Now, Matt left Camelin. Uh, not sure how he figured that. Wait, did okay. he just forget about the oath? Has it been 30 days? No, no. I think he just decided... 
that he wasn't actually leaving Camelin somehow. I, I, I don't know, right? Like, I don't, I don't know. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but either way, uh, yeah, Camelin's on fire, full of Trollocs, I assume. Yep. That's not good. Not great. And then we cut to a Kandori merchant who is lost in the blight after the fall of Kandor. Yeah. And he is set upon and killed by apparently some evil Aeel. Yeah, they're, they, wear, they wear a red veil, and then they take off their veil when they're killing, as opposed to the standard Aeel practice of veiling before killing. Bizarro Aeel. Yeah. yeah. And they also have filed their teeth to points, which is never a good sign. Yeah, that's <laughs> not good. Yep. You don't want to meet that person in the Blight or really anywhere else. Yep. Mm-hmm. Sounds very unpleasant. Yep. Uh, and uh, I think they kill our, our dear friend Brigo, who we just met. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't even write his name down. <laughs> <laughs> so... Rand is dreaming and is using his lucid dreams to plan his upcoming meeting with Egwene and the Lords of the Land when he has a bizarre vision of Mieran. Yeah, he hears screaming in his, in his like, non-dream, dream, dream. Wait, capital D dream, lowercase d, dream, dream. Right, it's not a dream. Yeah. It's, it's a dream. Yeah. Uh, but not just a dream. Right, right. And he goes to, like, a, a I guess a dark-paneled room of some sort. Yeah, it's shadowy. Which it seems, it, I, I was wondering if he's in, if this is one of those situations where he's actually stumbled into um, Morden's dreams because they're connected that way, right? Oh yeah, I forgot about that because he's pretty clear that it's not the dream; it's definitely his own dreams. Yeah, I wonder if they're still connected through his regular dreams. It must be Morden's dreams, and I wonder if that has is connected with that. Uh, remember that the soul trap? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, trap? the the little ampule of you know controlling people or whatever right yeah and and Mogedian has is in one and Sindane is probably in the other because we don't know who it is but I think it's Sindane slash Lanfear slash Mirren yeah. slash Lady Celine yeah he's got a lot of names yeah the Kyrian and librarian yeah <laughs> and so I think maybe that mind trap works through dreams or something like you, you if you're trapped in it then you're in the person's who owns its dreams? Yeah, I was wondering that that, that would actually make sense because he's always wearing it around, and he says that gives him the ability to you know torture them or whatever, right? Yeah, and so that's what he's doing. She she tells Rand, "Oh, he's torturing me every night. He breaks me, breaks my bones, and it's really bad." And Rand is like, "Oh, that sucks." And, <laughs> and he realizes, but that's Landfear. Yeah. Yeah. But she gets dragged away, and he tries to grab her, but then she's gone. Yeah. So, that's interesting. Is he going to rescue Lanfear? I, I wonder. Okay, so... Like, I hope not. Is Lanfear, like, a bad guy anymore, technically, right? Like, like Lanfear's betrayed the Dark One and is in love with Rand. And, yes, she's absolutely the uh, nightmarish, uh, murdering ex-girlfriend, like, type. But, um... I mean, I bet she's a lot of fun. Yeah. Know, on, the, <laughs> on the good times. <laughs> I, I don't know how she's going to feel about the fact that Rand is married uh, to three different women that are not her. Yeah, that's not going to go for well at all. Yeah. Um, uh, I think, I, I was really hoping that her train's next stop was Balefire Station. <laughs> you were hoping Rand would Balefire her right then and there? She should have, right? Oh, wait, that's Landfear. Beak! <laughs> I mean, that's a good point. Like, that, in terms of solving future problems, I mean, yeah. yeah. But I think that there's some part of uh, Rand slash Luce Theron that has feelings for Lanfear somehow, right? Yeah, I mean, I wonder if he's going to redeem her in some way. Yeah. I don't know. But, you know, redeem her with Balefire, right? <laughs> That's right, yeah. <laughs> uh, then so finally, yeah. Lan leads his forces in a doomed charge against the masked Trollocs in Tarwin's Gap. Yeah, so he, at this point he's accumulated an army of 12,000 random Borderlanders, which is 
pretty pretty substantial. Yeah. I mean, not compared to other armies that are rolling around right now, but still pretty good. Yeah, not compared to the army that he's charging at. Which is, yeah, in the neighborhood of 150,000 Trollocs. So not great news, but, you know, that land was going into this knowing it was kind of a suicide mission, right? So. Yeah, so this is this is what he wanted to do. Yep. I he's, hope that every all the other guys realized that this was a suicide mission the whole time. and They didn't think that he was going to, like have some plan at this point. <laughs> yeah, because he's, he's land, right? He's got to have a plan. Land the plan. Land the man with the <laughs> right, plan. Yeah. That's what everyone says about it. All right, Malkiri, what you're going to do is find a Trolloc cookpot and climb right in it. <laughs> <laughs> and then when they try and eat you, you stab them. Yeah. <laughs> Go, as you're going down, as they're swallowing you, just stab them, you know? Yeah, yeah we want to get... You all have really high cholesterol. We're going to give them all diabetes. <laughs> so the important thing is to tie razor blades to your arms and legs. So as they eat you, they cut their mouths. Oh, yeah. So, uh, so no. I, I don't know what's going on here. I, I, it seems narratively improbable that they all just died right then. Yeah, well, I, I mean, like, this is probably... It's, it's 12,000 people. It's going to take them a while to all die. So it, hopefully between this moment of this charge and uh, Rand's meeting tomorrow... There'll be some reinforcements coming or something, yeah. you know? Uh, and we, so we end the book with an uh, excerpt from the Shadow Prophecy, which I thought was kind of interesting. Yeah, the, you know, I like the Shadow Prophecies. They're direct. Yeah, I mean, the the Dragon Prophecy, the, what's it, the... The Cariathon Cycle? Yeah, Cariathon Cycle. That's, oh, it's a mess to unravel, right? Everyone, it is, everyone, yeah. Everyone's trying to figure it out. Lots of interpretations, just, come on, just spit it out. Yeah, but the, this, this Shadow Prophecy... Very, uh, very neat, very understandable, right? We've got the one-eyed fool travels to the halls of mourning. Definitely, that's uh, what Matt did, just did, right? Mm. Who's the first among vermin? Uh, I think that's Rand. Uh, I, think that's, I mean, he's not really like... It's just a diss, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not, he's not really appropriate to Rand's character. <laughs> Lifts his hand to bring freedom to him who will destroy. Okay, that makes sense. He's going to open the, the, the seals. Yeah. Uh, the last days of the fallen blacksmith's pride shall come. Yea, the broken wolf shall fall and be consumed by the midnight towers. That didn't happen. Well, who's the broken wolf? Uh, isn't that, isn't that uh, Perrin? Uh, he's the fallen blacksmith. So oh. is, he, is he the broken wolf too? Or is the broken wolf Lan? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, maybe. maybe it... I mean, if it's a wolf, it has to be Perrin. You'd think, but he's not really broken, is he? In fact, he's like fixed now. Well, you, he's you know, maybe they were hoping he'd be broken by now. Like that was uh, Grendel's whole job was to break yeah, Perrin, break right? That wolf. Yeah, but I don't know. He's definitely not fallen anymore. Right. Yeah. So yeah, that's a good prophecy. I like it. I mean, not not too accurate in the particulars, but at least I like a prophecy that you make good predictions based about. Yeah. Agreed. And the end. Yeah. Of Towers of Midnight, Book Thirteen of the Wheel of Time. Oh shit. Yeah. So, what do you think? How'd you feel? I, I, I like this one. Uh, I, I remember, I think it was around the book 11 or 12 place where, I think maybe it was book 12 that people were telling us where they get progressively better. And so far, that was, that was a lot of fun, you know? I, um, I feel like there was a whole lot of payoff in this book. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of the, the multi-book Buildups and like a lot of the, the the cycles and all that stuff had uh, had a good payoff in this book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I it, to me it, it, a lot of it just felt too abrupt, right? I I like that it's actually he's actually finishing things up, right? Brandon yeah. Sanderson is tying up those loose ends as fast as he can, mm-hmm. and that's a lot better. That's that's more than Robert Jordan could ever do, right? He just he just added more and more loose ends. Yeah, 
nonstop. And uh, if he had an ending in mind, it wasn't. We didn't seem to be headed there anytime fast. But you know, this stuff with Matt, like, what eventually happens is he just goes there, and he throws some bombs, <laughs> and he grabs Moraine and leaves. And the price is the thing that we knew was going to happen since book what four or something. Yeah. And the and the other price is this guy that he met two books ago. I feel like Noel. No, I mean I feel like Noel got a decent character build up. I mean we, you know, there was a lot of like hints at his at his past and all that kind of stuff. So. He didn't actually do anything though in these books except die right then. He did. Didn't he fight in uh, alongside Matt a couple times, like in the when he went when he went to hell and uh, got ambushed by those people? Didn't Noel fight there too, or am I crazy? I don't remember him going to hell. Yeah, maybe maybe it was just Tom who did that. Mm-hmm. But it's. It felt like that wasn't really earned, you know, like the, the idea is that Matt has to like sacrifice something in the tower because everybody does. And the eye is something sacrificed, but the, the, the dude is just like, that's not really a sacrifice, you know? It couldn't be Tom though, right? We need Tom to, you know. Tom would have been a good sacrifice. Yeah, but. Like narratively speaking. Yeah, I know. That's fair. Yeah. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a snake person myself. I just think that <laughs> that would have been a delicious yes. sacrifice. Been a delicious. But Robert Jordan hates killing important people. He does. Yeah. And that's kind of a problem. I mean, it's not a problem. I don't want them to die. It's just that the story is too big, too broad, too much stuff going on. Besides, you need somebody to tell the story. That's true. I guess Tom is writing all this. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, wait, you rearrange letters in Tom, Maryland, you get Robert Jordan <laughs> and Brandon Sanderson. <laughs> <laughs> Wake up, sheeple. <laughs> I mean, I, I enjoyed it. I agree with Jeff, though. I completely agree. Um, I think it was a little abrupt. Like, I'm glad there was the payoff with Matt, but after everything, I was so excited for him to go back in, I think it was four chapters mm-hmm. at the very, very end mm-hmm. that he actually spends there. I was hoping for more than that. I was hoping yeah. for it to be a little more clever. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Where's, the, where's the surprise? Yeah. Because when he first went to those places, it was like mind-blowing, right? It's like this other dimension. The rules are all different. Who the heck are these people? Yeah. I feel like there was a bit of that. Like, the, the environments were, were, were really strange and otherworldly and... And dealing with the the foxes uh, was creepy, right? Like the the, the way they moved, the, like the, the the scenes where they were fighting were were eerie, you know. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. terrible. Yeah, no, it wasn't. Should have brought Birgitta with them. Yeah, absolutely, oh, it was super cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's uh, what it should have been. I think that there were. Yeah, I I agree that there that some of these plot resolutions are abrupt, and I. All I can say is I think that was the only way to get this thing done. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, like this book was still among the longest of the ones we've read so far, right? It's true. And uh, we only have one more book to get things done. I don't know what the next book's going to look like. I, feel, I, I assume there's still a lot of loose ends to tie up, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So maybe it was impossible to, to fully... To, to fully play out all of those threads in a way that would be ultimately like incredibly yeah. satisfying, right? I, I will say that, you know, endings are hard, right? Robert Jordan couldn't do them. George R. R. Martin can't do them. Yeah. Like nobody except Tolkien can do them. Yeah. And uh, Daniel Abraham is really good. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. right. The, there is way too much Elaine and Gawain. I will say that. Yeah. I, I, I think we've always felt that way, right? Like, I think that the Elaine chapters in not just this, this book, I, I think... If I remember correctly, the, the Elaine chapters were what made some of those middle books so difficult to get through because it was just Elaine yeah. crapping around and, you know, whatever, not, <laughs> yeah. not doing her damn job or whatever, right? Yeah, this, like all the stuff with her and Camelin and Kyrian, like, I do not care. This does not matter. Nope. Like, yeah. literally, she could have just shown up in a gateway at a head of a combined Camelin, Kyrian, and army, and that's all we need. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, she took the throne of both kingdoms. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. You know, she's got those dragon ears brewing, I guess. Well, that's true, yeah. She showed up, <laughs> and he shows up with the two armies and gives birth. <laughs> uh, and then Gawain, again, trips on a, a log and then falls on his own. Right. No, a stick goes through his eye. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then everybody forgets about him within one page. Yeah. Like, Did you yeah. have a brother? No, I don't think so. Yeah. yeah. Still, I'm still... It is nice to get some closure to some of these plot threads that have been hanging in my life for like 20 years, right? Yeah, no, yeah that's, that's true. Mm -hmm. uh, there are... It, it is interesting because this book absolutely contains threads that we haven't touched since the first you know few books right so it, it does feel like there's like there's a a true intention to getting all of the things sorted out you know it yeah. was still good i still enjoyed the hell out of it yeah it I, good. I i it was i think i said this before that in terms of ease of reading this was like pretty high up there it was the they're punchy they're quick there's a lot of a lot of action you know they things get done mm -hmm. things are happening Agreed. Um, which i i think is probably Brandon Sanderson's uh, influence, I would imagine. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I, I totally agree. I think Robert Jordan could have done this if he if he'd, if he had the time to do this. Yeah, in, in 10 more books, right? Yeah, well, I, yeah, I really think these books should be like three books long. Yeah. It, 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 it really probably could have been, right? Like, yeah. if, if it were written by Jordan, it probably would have been. Fully written by Jordan. But no, I, I meant the whole series should be three books long. Oh, for, oh, the, like the entire Wheel of Time series? Yeah. Send your hate mail specifically to Jeff. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean uh, that would be an interesting uh, an exercise to do at the end is, like, list the big plot points and, like, just do some hacking and say, like, what, what, what's crucial, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm sure you could get it down to five books and they would be all killer. And I think you could be down to three books and be, like, the best books ever. Yeah. That'd be interesting. I... I, I I wonder if you could have. I wonder if they would have still felt good without all of the the investment and the build up that happens. Like I, I, I think that it, there are absolutely like whole plot lines you could cut, like Gwen, for example, that would would probably not have hurt, hurt much. But yeah. but for some of the characters, their arcs are so like like naive, right? Like I'm not sure naive could have been done justice in three books. You don't think so? I mean, I don't she... know. I wonder. I mean, I, I think your, your point stands, but I think in, in the case of Nynaeve, she becomes cool in, like, The Great Hunt, right? Isn't that when Nynaeve's detective agency gets, gets formed? Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah. It's no, no, no. No, it's she, later. It's... That, no, no. The Great Hunt is when they get, like, Leandrin says, I've got a special prize for you. <laughs> Come with me alone. Tell no one where you're going. And they're like, okay. Yeah, and then, then, then they all deal with the Shan Chen the whole time. That's the right. The Dragon Reborn is when they go on the Black Aja hunt. That is true, yeah. Um... But it's it's still a long road between there and you know, naive who cleanses Sidon, right? Yeah, you're probably right. Egwene, Egwene is another one who uh, early books ugh, was awful, right? And then mm -hmm. she goes through a lot of a lot of uh, hardship that sculpts her character. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, but maybe five books. Maybe five maybe, books. Yeah. Imagine if he'd written uh, if he'd wrapped them up in five books and then moved on to some other series, right? Yeah. Some other equivalently great series with all new characters and cool stuff. That could have been pretty awesome, yeah. But here's a question from one of our favorite listeners, Nick, who wanted to know if you were living in this world, by which I think he means Rainland, 
and suddenly obtained the powers of the dragon yeah, wait, wait. What, what world is he emailing from? <laughs> oh, that's true. Which dimension? He could be in the snaky foxy world. That's true. Which country slash kingdom would you conquer first? As a follow-up, which one would you reform or change the traditions of? Oh, interesting. Well, clearly we would reform the Shanshan. Yeah, right? right? Yeah. Like, asshole slaver nation. Yeah. Like, Rand took a long time to come around to the Shanshan, right? To come around to him, like to come to deal with them, like he, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he was like, I'm going to do all these other things before I deal with the 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 conquering, you know, uh, nation of slavers that are slowly yeah. enslaving the entire world. Yeah, right? they want to eradicate your culture. Yeah, uh, yeah, that that was an interesting choice, and uh, I I think that it was probably good in some ways because even well, no, I don't know, because late stage Rand was. It, the reason he failed with the Sean Shen is because he was late stage pre uh, Good Rand Rand, and he was like giving shadows off, right? And yeah. Tuan was like, "This guy's creepy evil, right?" <laughs> yeah. Uh, so if he had come a little earlier, well, Tuan wouldn't have been there. That's true. Yeah. If he had come later, if he was Good Guy Rand, maybe she'd like him. Yeah. So yeah, I'm not sure if it would have worked going after the Sean Shen first, but I sure wish someone had, right? Yeah. Get that as quickly as possible because they have human artillery and a naval power so also true you want to get yeah. get in there quickly as for conquering first i think it would be the two rivers <laughs> that place is just so cozy and just a wonderful like place you know even reading all these books i can still remember the two rivers is this wonderful little hamlet where everybody's you know literate and nice to each other and uh-huh. hardworking and like well supplied and they don't starve and and nobody messes with them and they don't pay taxes <laughs> <laughs> that's true uh yeah who who else? I mean, how do they, do they do, how do they pay for like uh, upgrades to the village green and stuff? Yeah, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, well, they have merchants that come in, right? They sell their tobacco, they sell their their wool. Yeah, but like th- that money goes to the people who sell it, right? How does that? How do they do collective things? They have their council. And they, how, where do they get money? Do, uh, do they tax the people? They, they, they probably get together. Do a subscription. They probably get together, or or maybe the you know the rich mayor pays for it, right? That's how he got to be mayor. Is he just pays for everything? <laughs> yeah, that's it. By <clears throat> mysteriously uh, rich mayor. Yeah, right. mysteriously rich and the, the, mysterious disappearances. The other the other towers. rich members of the family just they vanished. Yeah, along that's with their wealth. True. Yeah. Sometimes a wealthy traveler comes through town and then just disappears and yeah. leaves yeah. mysteriously in the night, and suddenly yeah. the everybody's worried the brand might disappear since he's so rich too, but uh, he just. <laughs> Keeps getting richer and, and fatter. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And his apron is so clean. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... Um, what about those people in Tremalkin? Because weren't they like pacifists? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they seem fine, right? Yeah. I, I, it's yeah. hard... Sorry. <clears throat> it's hard for me to think of any nations that I'm like, oh, I, this place is like garbage other than the Shanchen, right? Like... Yeah, I that the Terrans kind of suck, right? The Karyanin are annoying. Yeah, you are, yeah. Yeah, that's true. So the the, 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 the game of houses, that sucks. And th- that's right. The the Terran the the people are the ones who are like, the, the high lords rule and the peasants have no rights, right? That's right. Okay, yeah. so actually that's a pro- probably a pretty solid start. And, and using magic is banned. Yeah, and, and Rand starts there. Or at least mostly there, right? Yeah, sort of accidentally starts there, yeah. <laughs> So not a bad choice. Yeah. Um, the Aiel, I'm not sure I would have I would have uh, destroyed their culture and traditions the way he did, but you know, <laughs> that like, I guess that was his uh, his Oops. prophecy, right? Yeah, yeah. prophecy. Wink. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Uh, and and 
it does seem like Rand's missteps among the Aiel did lead to an entire uh, nation of uh, evil Aiel, right? It did, yeah, the whole Shido thing. If he had handled that maybe a little bit more delicately, he might not have had the Shido problem. A bunch of people were, like, murdered and slayed, but what was effectively an internal Aiel matter. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. And, uh, I don't know, maybe the Shido were always going to be evil. I, so, so Shido, do we know what that means? Because uh, they all mean something, right? Sounds like, like Shadow. Well, I, the, the reason I, I'm asking is because it occurred to me that... Does it mean something? like Shido Haran means uh, something, right? Oh. I was like, huh. So yeah. are they the Shadow? That means, that means Hand of the Dark, right? Uh-huh. Are they the Dark Aiel? They're, they're the Shadow Aiel? I, I, I mean... It, do, it does seem a bit like they are always going to be the bad guys, right? Yeah, yeah that's true. And they are like, that is sort of a Robert Jordan trope. Like every one of those we meet, it's like a scheming jerk. Yeah. Right? They're no nice Shido. No, not so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, so yeah, I, I think Tears is, is if you have to pick among the nations of the, um, among, among Randland's continent, probably Tears is a good, a good place to go. Probably Kyrian because, yeah. you know, the scheming game of houses things very cringy and eye-rolly and I want to just, just squeeze that out of them. <laughs> yeah. Plus all their buildings are boxes. <sighs> terrible. Just terrible. Boring. Yeah. Boring. <laughs> yeah. Who has that? I mean, I'm surprised nobody would conquer Tarvalon first. Right? That, that, that's, a, that's a hard nut to crack, right? Yeah, you don't want to mess with the powers. Yeah, but if you get them first, then mm. they're like on your side. Yeah, I suppose so. I, I, I mean, I don't know about trying to conquer them. You, you'd want to... You'd want to Win them over by <clears throat> replacing their Omerlin seat with a loyal Omerlin seat, yeah, perhaps. Maybe a childhood friend of your own. Yeah. <laughs> beyond question. <laughs> that might be the way to conquer Tarvel, I'm just saying. <laughs> All right. All right. Thank you, Nick. Great question. So that's it for this episode. Next time, we are going to take a break from the Dragon Reread, and we're going to do another season of. Living Dead in Austin, our Sookie Stackhouse podcast, in which we're going to cover the book whose name is something. The book that is called. (laughs) Oh shit, come on. Oh god. Dead in the it's death dead. of the... four deadings and a funeral. <laughs> four deadings and a funeral. Shit, I'm trying to find it. Oh, so next we will be reading Definitely Dead, probably chapters one through five. All right, Definitely cool. Dead. Okay. Definitely, Definitely dead, dead, probably chapters one through five. And I was just about to say Dead Bath and Beyond. <laughs> That's not <laughs> That's bad. And just so you know, it is becoming increasingly likely that one of your podcast hosts is going to give birth soon. Yeah, uh, and that may impact our podcasting schedule. Uh, if so, we'll uh, let you know, and we'll do our best to keep things on track in spite of these untimely interruptions. <laughs> I, I really apologize, guys. I know it's so inconvenient for you. I tried to plan it around it better so we could have at least have a memory of light done, but, you know. Yeah. Wait. Mm-hmm. Wait, what do you mean? <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> we'll have to talk about the birds and the bees later. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, I am Jeff Lake. That's Jeff underscore Lake on Twitter. I'm Alice Sullivan. That's Blue Bonnet Cafe on Instagram. I'm Michael Sparkman. I still don't have one of those. If you have any comments, questions, or feedback, please drop us a line at hello at armadillo.club. We love hearing from you. And please share us with anybody you think will like us. Please give us good reviews wherever you got this. Please find out how you can give us your hard-earned American dollars or uh, European dollars. Or Euros. Euros. <laughs> sure. <laughs> that can't be right. That can't be... <laughs> They don't or call what, it the Euro. Yeah, whatever. You made that up. Yeah, I mean... You don't go to Germany and play Germos. <laughs> <laughs> no, you do not. not. No. 
<laughs> anyway, you can find out how to give us your money uh, and uh, check out our sweet merch store at armadillo.club. Please like us in real life. We're just so likable. Until next time, the, the light, light illuminates you. you.